It's a question we have all asked ourselves at one time or another. What is my purpose in life? And while we all have many gifts and desires that are unique to us as individuals, we were all created for this one purpose, to glorify God our Father. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. So in a world focused only on self, we want to shift the paradigm to be purposeful women of God. So join us as we change our focus from me to thee. Today's episode is sponsored by Swan Lake Overlook. Swan Lake Overlook is a luxurious wedding and event venue located in the North Georgia mountains of Dawsonville, Georgia. Swan Lake is characterized by its impressive exterior overlooking the lake with an elegant fountain backdrop. The architectural elements showcase a timeless elegance combining classic and modern aesthetics. And my favorite part of Swan Lake is that it is home to a group of eclectic animals from fairy tale deer to alpacas, emus, donkeys, horses, and of course, swans. Guys, this place is amazing. And if you or you know someone looking for a unique wedding or event venue, contact them by visiting swanlakeoverlook.com and let them know you heard about them on the Purposeful Women of God podcast. Hello and welcome to the Purposeful Woman of God podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Tabitha. Thank you so much for joining us today. So I will say it, it's cold in here. Mm-hmm. We're, we're a little chilly. A little. But I, I will say that when I took Pace to school this morning, my car was reading 45 and I'm like, it's not 45. So I pulled up my weather app and it said 38 and snow. Like it said it was snowing. No, you look and somewhere snow else. was falling and I was like, <laughs> I'm on Jefferson and me and Pace were looking at each other. I said, Pace, there's no snow. Like, we're in the next thing I know, stuff start to hit the windshield. And I was like, that's rain. Like, yeah. that's rain. And it wasn't supposed to rain today. But thank God, it's not raining now. Yeah, so I hope we can make it yes. to the whole recording without that. Yeah, so without we'll it coming see. back. So hopefully it's out of here. Ashley, last week, you know, I talked about how I was still on track with my 365 hard. Yes. So part of the whole deal is that I cannot eat after 8 o'clock. Yes. So Sunday night, I walked in the kitchen. I was just piddling around, you know, just cleaning up in the kitchen before I went to bed. And the kids had some popcorn that was on the counter. Yeah. And I just grabbed a handful and ate it. Yeah. After I ate it, I was like, oh, man, no. I'm, I messed up the whole thing. <laughs> I mean, I'm still going to stick to it, maybe, I guess. But I'm out of the, I'm out of the competition because I ate after 8 o'clock. Seriously? Yeah. I'm done. Like, okay, do you log this somewhere? Well, so the whole deal is it's... Um, I mean, I get it's on the honor system. It's on the honor system. <laughs> so, I mean, sure, I could have kept that to myself and no one would have known and I could have stayed in. So the whole deal is Jonathan Bacluda is doing a thing through his site and you did kind of register through that okay. through the app. Okay. And then if you stay in at the end, whoever's left gets put in for a prize. A or drawing whatever. or whatever. Yeah, okay. Something like that. So I can still do it personally right. and it would still be beneficial for me to yes. do it. But But you're literally out of the competition I'm now. I'm out of the competition. Because you ate some popcorn. Yeah. I'm sorry. I would after be out eight a o'clock. long time. Right. No, I could have eaten popcorn. But yeah. yeah, I just was not thinking. No. It did not even register with me that it was after 8 o'clock. So that I disappointed myself in I that. can't tell you how many times I do that. I would be out a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I would have already been out. Was, Man, that's got to be hard to do. I, 
I can't imagine if people were really being truthful about that, that there would be a ton of people left at the end. Yeah, I don't think there'll be that many. I mean, I, mean, I think there were thousands that were right. in at the beginning. I'm sure. But I'm sure a lot of people are already out now. But now I'm out. Simple mistake. So mistake. You're still whatever. gonna you're still gonna keep going just because it's a good thing to do. You know, that would Maybe. be the right thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Hey, we'll but see. I also wanted to talk about and we're gonna go into this a little bit later. Um, but Sunday at church Man. was awesome. Yeah, it was, it was so, so good. good. I literally left with a headache. <laughs> um so that good, sounds terrible. No, like a good preacher friend of mine says that Jesus is like a high without a hangover. And I think yeah. I've said that before. But man, after Sunday, I literally had a spiritual hangover. I'm yeah, not kidding. Was so I was good. just, yeah. I don't know. I think I cried through the entire service and I didn't put a full face of makeup on. And I don't know, maybe that was why. I was like, somebody was telling me <laughs> you're just going to cry it off anyways. Yeah. But I cried through the whole service and was just, by the time I left, I had such a headache, and then Aaron had to go back and preach because I was like, I just want to take a nap, and I'm not a nap person, but I just want to sleep this headache off, and I couldn't. Man, it was amazing. It was good, and we're going to talk a little bit more about it later. I'm excited to share some of that with everybody because I really felt like it went along with what we're talking about today. It does, as crazy as it it is. It was so good, but if you have not heard the song, Come Jesus Come, Mm. like you need to look that up on um, Spotify or something like that. And I will say really that, yeah. And I will say that I sang that song <laughs> in my head over and over all night long, yeah, all night long. So yeah. I just, but the Lord just used that as well as some testimonies of some friends. And it was just, it was just God powerful. Was, yeah. It was a powerful. We saw service. God work. Yeah. In in that service for sure. But as we're going into what we're talking about today, my question for you today is, Ashley, have you ever had a situation where you didn't get credit for the work that you did, for something that you did? Oh, yeah. I mean, many things. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to think of one in particular situation. I'm not going to throw my husband under the bus. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I am. Um, I'm <laughs> going to share a story in a minute, and I yeah. am, yeah. <laughs> he And he does listen every week no um um I don't know I'm trying to think of something I mean there's been a lot of work situations when I was working that I'd be on big projects and Mm -hmm. I was the main person on it and then you know come to the end of it the whole team just the whole team gets credit and the majority of them had nothing to do with any of it you know and you're like here I am whole team gets credit for this but then I'm the one that really did everything you know like so you, Maddie and Landon are getting to experience a lot of that right now because yeah. of their their middle school they applied to get into a program that the middle school has but a lot of it is group-based work mm, yeah which is great it you is. know because yeah. a lot of people carry the weight of it but if you ever get put into a group where a couple of the kids the are slackers, slackers yeah and it's gonna happen every then time they're like I did all the work for this and they got they, eight, got, the they got, for got, got the same grade that I got and they yeah. did nothing you yeah. know I guess they're just, the smart ones I don't know <laughs> Really, they might be. That's funny. You know, I was thinking about early on in ministry. Derek doesn't really do it much anymore, but there were several instances to where maybe he would be questioning how to handle a situation at church or something like that. And through our conversation, I would offer a solution that I'm like, this is is probably what you should do. You know, think about it, pray about it, but this is probably what you should do. Time would go by. He would, you know, maybe he would do something else, and then he would come back and be like, you know, this is... 
I really just feel like this is how I should handle this situation. I'm like, yeah, no kidding. I told that's you that told three you. weeks ago. <laughs> um, I think that's how every woman is with Maybe a man. So. It, ha- it has to be their idea. My yeah. mom's got a sneaky way of doing that with my dad. She's like, it's got to be his idea, you know? Yeah. So there's just got ways of making him think it was his idea. Yeah. I don't want to be a man basher, but yeah, sometimes no, that's I just think how that they, they think. They, they know? need to come up with the idea on their own. They we do. Can just plant the seeds. We plant sometimes. the seeds. But it used yes. to drive me crazy. Yes. And I would be like, Derek, you just took credit for all of that. And I gave you the idea for it. Yes. And he would be like, oh, so oh funny. yeah, I guess you did mention that a, a while back. I'm like, yes. Yeah, I did. Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't do it quite as much anymore because I call him out probably too much on it. But <laughs> all right, Derek, if you're listening, please forgive me. <laughs> please forgive me. And that brings us to really what we're talking about today, and that's not getting credit for something you've done, but more in the context of spiritual discipleship and in sharing the gospel. You know, that you may do a lot of the work, but Mm -hmm. you don't get the credit for it necessarily. Right. So as we're studying 1 Corinthians, there's a lot of overlap when it comes to the teachings of Paul, and y'all probably seen that the last couple of weeks. But each chapter points out something different to help strengthen us in our understanding of what it means to have divine wisdom, as we have discussed in the previous chapters. So Paul begins chapter 3, verses 1 through 4, by saying, And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk and not with meat. For hitherto you were not able to bear it, neither ye now are ye able." For ye are yet carnal, for whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, are ye not carnal and walk as men? For while one saith, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Apollos, are ye not carnal? So if you recall our teaching from chapter 1, there were divisions over who the better teacher-preacher was. They were arguing between Paul, who had founded the church, but who might not have been as eloquent in a speech as Apollos, who was very knowledgeable of God's word, and who probably spoke very well. Then you had Peter, who founded the New Testament church. And I can imagine that some might have, you know, related to Peter more, as we always talk about. They all had ideas over who was better and boasting about who they were saved under. And it was causing quite the ruckus in the church. And here is where the argument would have been different. If they were saying something like this, Paul's done some awesome work for the Lord. His dedication to traveling around and preaching the gospel is incredible. But I really enjoy Apollo's teaching. When he opens his mouth to deliver the word of God, I just understand it so well. Those types of conversations are fine to have, but when it becomes a distraction to the advancement of the gospel, someone or something has got to give. In in this situation, it had gotten out of hand. So Paul's telling them, when I came to you, I had to feed you with the milk of the word because you wouldn't understand the meat. And here we are now. You should already be eating the meat of the word and you're still acting like babes in Christ based on your behavior. Ooh, he's speaking to lots lot of the New Testament of church now, isn't he? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mentalhelp.net says children's experiences at home, the environment around them, and their physical, cognitive, emotional, and social skills influence their developing sense of right versus wrong. And I read that quote, and just as our moral growth is influenced by our environment surrounding us, so is our spiritual growth. Our spiritual growth is influenced by, you know, our experiences at the church. 
um, as well as at home. Yeah. All the environment, you know, the friends that we put around us all influence our spiritual growth, including physical, cognitive, emotional, and social skills. All of those yeah. things, while they influence our morality, they also influence our spiritual growth. Yeah. And so just recall how children think. You know, it's hard to reason with them, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Tell me a little bit about my little (laughs) three-year-old. I think we know a lot about Reese. There's no reasoning. He's probably, there's no reasoning with that child. No, none whatsoever. Well, and that's that's just part of being a child, right? It's almost impossible to reason with any child. And, you know, I was even thinking, even at seven years old, I have difficulty sometimes reasoning with Justin and Charlie at times. So my mom and dad got the boys a PS5 for Christmas. And so they were super excited about that because they've never had like a big gaming system like that before. And so my mom was very diligent in making sure that everybody has their own controller. I'm sure she was. Yes. <laughs> um, however, the games that they really like to play are one-player games. So you can imagine the arguments that oh, will ensue yeah. over oh, whose yes. time it is to play. And so here's my role. One thing that I have been with, like, any electronics is I do not like to get involved in electronics. It's just not worth arguing over. So I'm like, if y'all can't work it out, I'm not, we're not dealing with this. You know, so as soon as they start fighting over whose turn it is, I'll let them go for a minute, you know, just to see if they can work it out on their own. But then when it's time for, because they never do, you know, but then when it's time for me to step in, my response is always the same. If y'all can't work it out, then I'll just take it away and y'all won't get to play it all today. So, <laughs> the whole point is they have got to learn to work together, right? Yep. So, I kid you not, almost every single day they get home from school. And our routine is that when they get home from school, we have, you know, just a few minutes before I have to go to the middle school to pick up the kids. So, I'll give them a snack and then I'll give them about 20 minutes of free time that they can choose whatever they want to do. In that 20-minute window, guess what happens hmm. every single day? <laughs> the argument begins. Yep. So this is what I found out. No matter what I say or how I engage with them, there's going to be an argument and someone's going to get upset. Same argument, different day, all week long. Yep. (laughs) Day in and day out. Yes. And you would think that they would learn. Um, I mean, but here's the thing. They're kids, right? So that's kind of what's expected of them. But Mm -hmm. how many times as adults are we seeing petty arguments among Christians. Mm. It's my church versus their church, or my pastor versus their pastor, our music versus their music, our children's ministry versus yours, our youth program versus yours. And just like when my kids argue, it doesn't please me. Mm -hmm. So can you imagine when we as Christians, Christian adults especially, argue like over petty things like that? Can you imagine how that makes God feel? Mm. So Paul is telling them, you know, for 18 months, I was there with you. You came to know Christ. You were babies in Christ. But I've been gone for a while. The church was established. And I should be hearing that you are a thriving church. But guess what? You're not. not. You're not. You're still acting and behaving like babies in Christ. Mm -hmm. And it really never ceases to amaze me when seasoned Christians, men and women who have been in church for years and years, still act like children at times. And while I have much respect for the older generation, age does not always define one's maturity in Christ. And unfortunately, the amount of years one has attended church does not always indicate their level of spiritual maturity as well. As sad as that is, it's so true. Yeah. In verses 5 through 8, continue by saying, Who then is Paul, and who is Apollos, but ministers by whom ye believed, even as the Lord gave to every man? I have planted, Apollos watered, 
but God gave the increase. So then neither is he that planteth anything, neither he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. Now he that planteth and he that watereth are one, and every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. It's important that we must remember that we are not in competition with one another. It's not our church versus your church. We are all a part of the big C, as we like to say, the church. One person may share the gospel. Another may come along and share some verses. And over time, a lost person may soften to the gospel. But ultimately, it doesn't matter who does what, as long as we're obedient to the Lord, because it's God who ultimately saves that person. And all who are faithful to the Lord will receive a award for their labor. Yeah, and when I read this verse, I thought about my own children, specifically Landon. So Landon prayed to receive Christ when he was five years old. And I know that was only five short years, and that was many years ago because he's 12 now. Um, But he had been under mine and Derek's authority, right, morally and spiritually. Derek was not only his dad, but his pastor. So Derek had poured into that child a lot spiritually. Not only that, I was at home with him day Mm -hmm. in and day out. I was the one who answered all of his little questions and read him Bible stories and taught him Bible verses. But the night that he asked the Lord to save him, a pastor friend of ours, his name is Ben Tanner, and he was preaching at um, a VBS night. And he preached a very kid-friendly sermon on salvation. And Landon five years old, walked to the altar. Another friend of ours, another pastor friend, his name is Stacy, knelt down and prayed with Landon. And Landon, on his own accord, prayed to receive Christ. And you know, sometimes our flesh might say, well, that's not fair. I'm his parent. I'm his mom. I was there for everything. But I wasn't there at that moment when he received Christ, you know. And I should be the one who got to lead him to Christ. But what we have to remember is that for those five years, Mm -hmm. Derek and I had been planting seeds of truth into his little mind. You know, his VBS and his Sunday school teachers, they also were planting the word of God in his mind. But that night when Ben preached, whatever he said, it just poured the water on. Yeah. And it clicked in Landon's head and his heart together. And he knew he needed to be saved. And praise the Lord, he responded. And that's how we should look at those situations when people come to know Christ is it is God who saved him. I couldn't save him. His daddy couldn't save him. Ben couldn't save him. But God used all of us and many more working in his life to lead him to Christ that night. Um, God does the miraculous work that only he can do. And You know, Ashley, you and I have experienced this working of the Lord this week, and that's part of why our service on Sunday was so special to us. So do you mind just kind of sharing a little bit about our friends Haley and Brian? Yeah, Um, I hope I can talk about them without crying because as I was just kind of praying over the episode today and just kind of going over things, anytime I think about her and the story, like I literally start crying. So mm-hmm. hopefully I get through just even talking about it. I hope I got, I was hoping I had it out of my system earlier <laughs> today, but I don't know. Um, so it was, and I actually looked back at the date and I want to say the date on here because I always want to remember when it yeah. was, but it was November 19th that Haley came to visit our church. Okay. And that day we were having, I guess it was probably our soup and cornbread after service. Okay. We I were was eating trying to after rem- service. I knew we ate after service. It was but before I Thanksgiving. It was and I think we kind of, it was like a soup and cornbread thing. We didn't necessarily mm-hmm. call it a Thanksgiving meal or whatever. But um, 
and a sweet lady in the church, and I will call her name Allison, mm-hmm. you know, she really went up to her and talked to her and engaged with her, mm-hmm. you know, during service and everything. And I had kind of seen her, I think, that, mm-hmm. oh, well, she's new. I don't know who she's with. I just thought she was with somebody. Mm-hmm. And with my toddler, I don't always get to go up and fellowship and talk to people like I want right. to. Um, well, when we all dismissed and I walked into the gym to eat and everything, Allison came up to me and she was like, you have got to meet somebody. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, I had no idea what she was talking about. So she introduced me and she said, this is Haley. And she said, Haley is here because of your podcast. And when she said that, I was like, okay, wait a minute. (laughs) First of all, what, you know? And so then Haley spoke up and she said, well, it's kind of a crazy story. She said, I travel for work. She's in the medical field and she travels for her job, usually on contract work. And she had been in Oregon, if I'm not mistaking. Mm-hmm. And um, her and her boyfriend had recently been saved. And she said, you know, I was looking to grow in my faith. And she said, I opened up the podcast app and she said, I just searched for women of God. She said, I was looking for a biblical podcast and I saw y'all's podcast. And let me just tell you, I have never just searched women of God. I did that the other day. There is a lot of things that come up, Mm -hmm. a lot of things. So the fact that she clicked on ours was just, I mean, it's just all God. Um, So she clicked on our podcast and she said, I listen to every single one. And she said, my contract was coming up in Oregon. And she said, I didn't know where I was going. I had nowhere to go. And I had applied for all these places, all these different states. And she said, you know what? Let me just apply to Georgia. And so she did. And she said she was having so much trouble. But within a couple days or it was not a short, maybe within the same day. Yeah. yeah, That they called her and were like, yeah, you know, we've got you a job. And she's like, okay, I'm going to Georgia. So she came to Georgia and she's like, you know what? I know they have mentioned Gainesville, Georgia before on the podcast. And that kind of stuck out to her. Well, she was trying to do research on Derek and just Mm -hmm. probably pulling up his name and just trying to find the church that we went to to see if she was remotely close to the area. She couldn't find anything. She hit a dead end and she's like, well, I guess I just need to start looking for other churches, you know? And so as she was looking for other churches, we had recorded our podcast episode that week and we don't talk about our church all the time we don't want to sit here like we're touting our church well, or and, you know promoting and I do our want church to say that yeah because we know when we started this yeah. you and I were not a part of the same church That's right. and I yeah. always want to be careful in that I know that a lot of people are listening from all over all over yeah and I don't want to just hone in on one particular church that's because right. you need to support your local that's church right. so that's why we're careful about that mm-hmm. but sometimes we just want to talk about things where what's we are. going on yeah. yeah and things that are happening and so that week it had just and, it, and it's literally things that God lays on our heart to share we always ask that we share what he lays on our heart and so that week um, we had talked about mentioning it and Tabitha mentioned specifically Talbot Baptist Church and said that if you don't have a home church, mm-hmm. you know, I remember that episode. Well, Haley happened to listen to that podcast episode and she said, That's I know it. where it's at. She looked up Talmud <laughs> Baptist Church and saw it was in Talmud, Georgia. And so she looked it up on maps and she was in Swanee. And so she was 40 minutes from mm-hmm. the church that we went to. And so she came, she mm-hmm. came that Sunday and I'm sitting here listening to the story 
she had no intention of coming to Georgia. Mm-hmm. She found our podcast way before, you know, she ever even thought she'd be in Georgia. Mm-hmm. She ended up here. And I literally, I grabbed Tabitha when she came in and I'm like, you've got to get over here. You know, so many times Tabitha and I think that, is anybody even listening to this? Does anybody even <laughs> care what we're do. saying? <laughs> we know our moms do. We know we have their support and our husbands listen, but is there anybody else, you yeah. know, and we can get so discouraged, but God just showed us so much that day mm-hmm. and it just continued it continued yeah. after that. <laughs> so not only that, Haley has been coming and then her and boyfriend And she's been coming Brian, religiously. Yeah. Every Sunday she's been there. Yeah. And her boyfriend Brian has been coming. And so a couple of weeks ago, Derek and I had the privilege of sitting down with them for lunch to hear their testimonies. And I will say when they were sharing their testimonies, one thing that stuck out in my mind that Brian said was that God is speaking to him to be a bold witness in his faith and not to be afraid to share what God is doing in his life. And so as we finished up lunch, they both said, you know, we are new Christians. We came to know Christ probably about a year and a half ago, yeah, give or take. And they've never been baptized. So we don't know how much longer Haley's going to be here because right. she does um, have to move around. But they asked Derek to baptize them. And... Oh my gosh, it was just it was just a beautiful moment. Like yeah. it's a full circle moment for me, I yeah. think. And I know for other people it may not be a big deal, but for Ashley and I it was just confirmation to us that it was huge, you know. Yeah. In a small way in our little corner of the world that God is using us in some way. He's allowing us to plant seeds into people's hearts and minds. Yeah. And even though they were already saved, they're they're growing in their faith. Yeah. And so after they were baptized, Derek asked them, "Would you be bold then in your faith and share your testimony with the church?" And so that's what they did on Sunday. They yeah. shared their testimony. It was so they did such a great job. They did. Oh my goodness. I'm they so were so good. And I just remember what Brian said at lunch. Like, I just want to be yeah. bold. And there is nothing bolder than standing in front of hundred and fifty people ish yeah. and sharing your testimony. That you have known for less than two months. You yeah. know, and it, Brian even less than that, you know, because yeah. he just he hasn't been in town since Christmas. Right. So it's just But that's not the end of the story. No. So Ashley, you finish telling the rest of the story after they share their testimony. Yeah, I mean, they said a lot in their testimonies about how they grew up and you know, Aaron and I have some friends that have been going through a hard time and they both happen to be there Sunday. And Aaron's buddy that he talks to all the time, Aaron's always trying to give him spiritual advice and spiritual guidance. And Aaron's talked to him. We've known him for many years. Um, And so they were there after they gave their testimonies. I just felt God moving. And at the altar call, when we were singing the come Jesus come, you know, um, I see him get up and he goes to the altar and he was broken. He was broken when he got up and I saw that and I'm like, man, and I know that he had told Aaron that he was, you know, he was saved when he was younger and he grew up in church and stuff, but uh, I saw it all over him and they're, they're going, he's going through a lot. But Aaron went down and prayed with him and I could tell that something happened. And when Aaron got up and Derek prayed with him and they got up and he professed salvation. You know, Mm -hmm. God saved him that day and he stood up and he spoke and just said, listening to their testimonies just touched his heart. And he realized that 
he needed Jesus and he needed to take, he needed to take that bold step of faith. I remember specifically, he said, I never had a relationship with Jesus. He said, I think I feared him more than I did anything, Mm -hmm. but I never had a relationship with him. And now I'm seeking that relationship. And it was just a full circle moment. I sat there and I was like, I just started thinking, because it goes all the way back to what if we hadn't stayed in touch with these friends of ours that we met years ago when our kids were playing t-ball together? Mm-hmm. You know, what if Tabitha and I never started this podcast? We never mentioned the church and Haley never came. Mm-hmm. You know, how would Haley and Brian's lives be different? But then how would Donnie have gotten saved when he did, if he didn't hear their testimonies, mm-hmm. like God used them that day. And I think they're in such all of that as well. Look at all the people. Mm-hmm. There were so many people, you yeah. know, it was Aaron and I and you and Derek and Haley and Brian and all the people in our church that fed into Haley and to make her comfortable to say, and there's, there's so many more that we can't even see. These are the people that we can see that played in a part in all of this. But if one of us wasn't obedient in, in the will of God and doing what he wanted us to do, that could have, ne- all of right. that could have never happened. And so that's when we say, you know, everything as Christians that we look at, we look at through a spiritual lens. Yeah. You know, because somebody else may say, well, that's all just a coincidence. Coincidence. (laughs) But no, that was God at work. That's not a coincidence. That was God at work. Yeah. And so you look at from God using Ashley and I to share his word through this platform to us saying the name of the church, as she said, to Haley listening to that specific episode while she's simultaneously trying to find a church, to the two of them being obedient to the Lord, to be baptized Um, before Brian has to go back home and then boldly committing to sharing their faith that day to this one soul coming to know the Lord. And it's evident that God was working in every situation to pursue this one person. Gosh, that just reminds me of how he leaves the 99 to go for that one. And I I just see that. It's evident that God was working in all of this to pursue him as his Savior. It it wasn't Derek who saved him, even yeah. though he's listened to many of Derek's sermons and his messages. Yeah. It wasn't Ashley and I that saved him. It wasn't Haley and Brian who saved him. Right. They were just obedient to the Lord. That's right. They were obedient to the invitation to share their testimonies boldly. Yeah. But it wasn't them that saved them. It was God who gets the glory. That's it's right. God who gets the increase, as Paul mm-hmm. puts it. And we are all just on the same team, working together, doing our best to be obedient to the Lord. One planted, one watered, but God gets gets the the increase. increase. And so as we were studying this, I was just like, we have got to share this. And I don't know, it may not touch anyone else's heart like it did our service on Sunday, but it was was just like... That is just showing the pursuit of God in one individual's life and how he orchestrates every little piece every piece to come together for For this one person to come to know him and for him to get the glory. That's right. And you don't know what a ripple effect him getting saved is going to have on his whole family. Right. And I can't wait to see it. Yeah. Because I know. (laughs) I know it's going to have that ripple effect. And I'm so excited what God's going to continue to do in their lives. Um, Absolutely. But it was just amazing. It was truly amazing. And I think after all of that, I was just like, 
But so many times, don't we just sit back and be like, why do we do what we do? Is there a reason? Is there a purpose? But I'm telling you, every time God shows up. He does. And shows out. Man, he showed out Sunday. Yeah. He did, for sure. So let's just continue on. We're going to read verses 9 through 11 in chapter 3. For we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry. Ye are God's building. According to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest for the day shall declare it because it shall be revealed by fire and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide, which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved yet so as by fire. All right. So let's try and break this down a little bit. So we know that the church of Corinth had the foundation, right? Mm -hmm. Their foundation was Christ and they had been saved and they believed in the death, burial and resurrection of Jesus. So that's the foundation, right? Jesus is the foundation of it all. But then just take the analogy of building a building. They're building upon that foundation. So Paul compares their works to gold, precious stones, silver, wood, hay, and stubble. And that every man's work then, after his salvation, his work has nothing to do with his salvation, but it's after his salvation that his work would then be tried by fire. Yeah. All right, so Ashley, what happens if wood, hay, or stubble, if the fire comes on it? Is it's it burned. It's burned. It's, gonna, yeah. it's not going to last, right? Yes. It just goes away. It becomes nothing. That's right. But things like gold, silver, stones, that's what's going to last, right? Yeah, that's Even right. when you bring fire, isn't that really how diamonds and stuff, don't they have to heat things? Some, I yes. don't even know. I should yeah. probably have researched <laughs> that before I mentioned it. But those things are what will last. Yes. So let's think of it in terms of spiritual things or spiritual works that we do as Christians. So let's usually use the example of going to church. Why do you go to church? We'll say it's someone who is going to this church because this is where my mama and daddy and my grandmama and my granddaddy went to church. And by golly, this is my church and I'm going to carry on the tradition. Yep. All right. They're going to church. That's Mm -hmm. good, right? Mm -hmm. But when the fire comes, will that last? No. Nope. All right. (laughs) But it's the person who is going to church because, man, I want to see God work in my life. I want to go every week to hear what the pastor has to say because I want to grow in my faith. Mm -hmm. I want to hear the songs of worship and I want to lift my hands up and glorify God for how good that he's been to us. That's going to last, right? Exactly. We're going to see that when the fire comes, it's not going to be burn up. It, that equates to the gold and the stone and the silver. Mm-hmm. So let's just look at a couple of other different um, different examples. So you think of even reading the Bible or yeah. praying. You know, if you're just doing that to check off a box to say that you did it and to call yourself a Christian, that's not going to last. That's right. But if you're doing it because you desire a relationship with the Lord, because you want to learn and grow in his word so that you can share the gospel with somebody else so Mm -hmm. that they can come to know Christ, guess what? 
that's going to last because you're going to be with that person in heaven one day. Mm -hmm. So take, you're a nice person, you know, and maybe you're a people pleaser or you just don't want to hurt people's feelings. Those kinds of things, that's fine. I'm glad that you're a nice person, but that's not going to last when it's tried by fire. But if you're kind to people because the fruit of kindness is being produced by the Holy Spirit in your life, those are things that last. Um, I was also thinking about like storing up treasures here on earth, you know, like cars and homes and collectibles and all these items that we can spend our money and spend our our treasures and our time on. Those things are equal to hay and wood and stubble because you know what? We can't carry those to heaven with us one day, and they're just going to burn up. But if I lead someone to Christ by setting an example of a Christian life or discipling someone to desire to grow in God's word or tell them how to be saved and they repent, no, I don't get the credit for it. It's God, but I will be rewarded for that one day in heaven. But you know what? My hundred thousand dollar sports car that's out in the garage it's not going to be worth anything then um because i've already received my reward for now and in the end that's going to pass away yeah and i think we so many times we don't think about heavenly rewards Mm -hmm. we think about oh we just need to work 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 make as much money as we can down here because we can buy all these possessions and you know, all of those, you can't take all that with you when you go. No. It's all going to burn up. It's not going to amount to anything. And we, you know, once again, works do not get you to heaven. We want to say that. But after you are saved, it is your works yeah. that you will receive your rewards on in heaven. Yeah. And so I really will be sad if I get to Jesus and I have nothing to set down at his feet. I've mm-hmm. accepted his free gift of salvation, but I, I left have all my nothing. stuff back here yeah. on earth. <laughs> I've spent all my time making money and figuring out how to make more money. And I'm sorry I accepted your free gift, but I, I have nothing else to it. offer you. Yeah. And I have nothing to set down at his feet. And how sad will that be? A very sobering thought because, yeah. you know, I think a lot of us are going to be surprised one really day surprised. at how much we really. I mean, put we into missed. materialistic things yeah. that really don't matter. That's you know? exactly right. At the end of the day, it's like rust and moth. And, and it reminds me of Matthew 6, you know, 19 through 21. And so I'll just read that if you don't mind. But mm-hmm. um, lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And I think those that's familiar scripture that we've heard. Mm-hmm. But do you really live by that? Do you really wow. take that to heart? I mean, and that's hard for me. Right. We all want the nice new vehicle, right? Well, I don't want to go around driving a little old clunker, clunker. or anything. No. You know, and we like that affirmation from other people of, oh, I like your new vehicle. Oh, you have a beautiful home. Like, I don't want someone to walk into my house and be like, oh, what is this place? (laughs) They're living in this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it is this. And it's okay to enjoy what God's blessed you with. And we're not saying that because we both have nice things. You know, God has blessed us and we do have nice things. And, you know, we're so grateful for that. But when you put more you know, emphasis, emphasis probably yeah, on those, on those things than building up your treasures in heaven. Well, and I, I think I've heard a pastor like 
use the illustration of like your hands open. Like those things are in my hands, yeah. but am I holding on to them with a tight grip? Like this is this is what it's all about. Yeah. This nice home or this nice car that I have or these items that I have that are worth so much money that right. I can brag about, you know, or am I holding them with an open hand that says, God, I really enjoy these right. while I'm here. But if you decide to take it away, right, it's okay. You're still good, yeah, it's and okay. you still love us, and I'm still going to heaven with you. And it's really not about these things anyway. Right. That's right. Where's your heart? And we talk yeah. about it all the time that Jesus came to turn things right side up, right? That's right. And the world tells us that the more material possessions that you That's have, our value. the more yeah, the more, more value, value you have. You have. Yeah. yeah. And God says, no, I don't care about those things. Those are not what brings value. But I care about were you obedient like Haley and Brian and being bold for your faith and sharing what God is doing in your life? Or were you ashamed of me? Yeah. Are you You willing to give this up? If you had to give it all up, are you willing to give it all up? (sighs) So sacrifice for me. And thinking about that is hard. You know, that's hard to think about. It's hard. Yeah. Because as bad as we don't want to admit it, we, we probably some value hold, we're in probably those things. holding on to it tighter than what we want to admit. Yeah. You know. So what's the purpose for all of this today? As the church today, can we just go ahead and acknowledge that we have some of those same challenges that the church of Corinth had? Yes. We're valuing materialistic things rather than eternal things. We're wanting to take credit for lives that are changed and arguing over petty things that on judgment day, they're not going to matter. The purpose of today is to check your motives. What are your intentions? Is it to get a pat on the back? Is it for people to brag on your accomplishments? Or is it for God to get the glory? Paul ends 1 Corinthians 3 verses 20 through 23 by saying, And again, the Lord knoweth the thoughts of the wise, that they are vain. Therefore, let no man glory in men, for all things are yours, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or things present or things to come, all are yours, and ye are Christ, and Christ is God's. God knows. God knows your motives. Yep. He knows your intentions, and those will all be judged one day, and you'll receive your reward based on why you did what you did, why you served, why you went to church, why you read your Bible, yep. all of those things. And as hard as it is for us to accept, it doesn't matter who gets the credit because our God is gracious, and he'll reward those whose motivation was to bring him glory and him alone glory. Yeah, man looks on the outside and what he sees from the outside, but God looks on the heart. Mm -hmm. So what's the challenge for this week? So here's a challenge as we accept our challenge today. The challenge is evaluating our own motives, right? That's a hard thing to do. And I'm saying that's a challenge as it's a hard thing to do because, you know, it's easy to say, to use the words that like, yes, I do all of this for, for God. Mm -hmm. But then if we don't get credit for it, we're going to be the first to be upset about it. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So evaluate your motives. Are you wanting praise? Are you wanting to bring God glory? And then our true challenge for today is to boldly live out your faith in unity with all believers, all for the glory of God. So yeah. unity in the church, because remember, Paul has been talking about this since the beginning, and now he's he's telling us all to come together and to live boldly and to work together, united, united so that people yep. will come to know 
Christ. And we really didn't finish chapter three. I know we went through, I skipped around a little bit. There's some more that I want us to cover a little bit next week, just talking about um, the temple and our body. And I think that's That's important for us to understand as we start diving into like specific sins. Right. And that's where it's going to get Yes, it's going to get fun. (laughs) (laughs) I have to say that it's so funny because, you know, all of this is in 1 Corinthians we were talking about. And we jumped back to Matthew 6, talking about, you know, where moth and dust does corrupt, Mm -hmm. lay up your treasures in heaven. Also in Matthew 6 is when he talks about, you know, take heed that you do not your alms before men. Uh, yeah. To be seen of them. Otherwise, you have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. Therefore, when thou doest thine alms, do not sound a trumpet before thee, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But when thou doest alms, which is works, good mm-hmm. deeds, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth, that thine alms may be in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret himself shall reward thee openly." So I just think it's funny that that's also in Matthew 6, and it goes hand in hand with what we were just talking about in 1 Corinthians. It just all connects. It goes with, what are we talking about this year? Focusing. Focusing. Focusing not on ourselves. That's right. But on what God wants us to do. It's all related. And this is just a little caveat at the end, but Derek and I were talking about that the other day because, you know, I teach a Sunday school class with Allison, who you mentioned earlier, Uh and then, you know, Wednesday night class, and then my own personal Bible study, and then what I'm doing for studying for the podcast, and then his sermons, and I'm like, it's all like, I love it when God does that, that it ties in together, and it's like, okay, Lord, you are speaking to me. To me, yeah, (laughs) and so that I can speak to others about it, you know, it's just just really cool, so if you pay attention, and you look at things through a spiritual lens, you'll start connecting those dots of maybe how God is speaking to you. Is he speaking Mm -hmm. to you through the sermon? Has he spoken to you through a podcast? Has he spoken to you through his word? And then take that and then give him the glory for it and go and live boldly for him because he's giving you all you need and equipping you to be the light of the world. And that's what we're called to be ultimately anyway. That's right. So Tatha, will you just close us out in a word of prayer? Of course, dear Heavenly Father, God, we just come to you today, Lord, we thank you um, for your word. We thank you for the testimony of our friends that we were able to share today. And I just thank you, God, how you orchestrate everything and how you are working everything for our good and how you pursue those that do not know you. And we just saw that firsthand this week of your pursuit um, of, of all of us, really. And God, we just thank you for that. Lord, we thank you for how you love us so well and how you have our best interests at heart. And I pray that we would always be obedient to you and ultimately give you all the glory because you deserve it all. We thank you for all you've done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for listening today. I know it was a little lengthier episode, but we always want to share what God gives us no matter the time frame. So thank you for listening. Join us next week as we finish up 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and move into 1 Corinthians chapter 4. So if you want to get a jump start, go ahead and read those chapters and we will see you back here next week. Remember as always, a sincere desire to become purposeful women of God starts with changing focus from me to thee. God bless from our hearts to yours. See ya. Bye.